Everybody ready? Ready? Yeah. And action. Welcome to the revolution. Why are you guys so awesome? Outdoor radio at its finest. Should you get hooked on phonics? Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course you should. I'm going to need you to lower your expectations a little bit. It's true. <laughs> the movement gets stronger day by day. Prepare to be morally outraged. Ladies and gentlemen, the revolution with Jim and Trav is back on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's do this thing. Well, you get down your arrow and you get down your bow. You kick out your decos and you throw them on the floor. You dance in the kitchen cooking venison. It's bow season 23. Bum, bum, bum. We're talking jury 360 on today's show. While Jim, he is in Hawaii right now. He's uh, chillaxing, hanging out in the sand, drinking probably Corona. Most likely, he's on his iPad watching Fast and Furious. It's all about family, folks. I got family. Uh, so we are, we're being joined this week by uh, Matt Jury, co-host Winchester and Jury's Natural Born. Uh, that is Sportsman Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, just shot. You gotta watch it. Now available on MOTV. It is all things Jury. 23 whitetail, actually any deer hunting they're going to be doing. Matt is going to stick around for the entire show. We're going to talk deer cast. We're going to talk October. We're going to talk what juries have going on. It is going to be an in-depth, fabulous conversation today. And I'm probably going to ask him some uh, pretty inappropriate questions about Halloween and his questionable choices to dress as people, especially Marv from Home Alone. Uh, anyways, Matt, how's it going today, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? Dude, it's going pretty good. Now, you're kind of known in Kansas as the Smoke Pole Warrior. Uh, <laughs> you had a pretty rocky start to your season this year uh, in Kansas. But you know what I love, man? When you told the story, it really highlights what hunting is about. It's not all the glam and glitz that you see on social media and a lot of times on television. Hunting is real, man. Yeah, as Mark McGuire would say, I, I don't want to talk about the past. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough start. I was really anticipating that first hunt of the year out in Kansas. And uh, as we talked about it on, on my podcast on uh, the Dre Outdoors 100% Wild podcast, you know, it was unfortunate how it played out. We were there all week long, and uh, we scouted. We got there a day early, scouted, had MRI of the deer we were after, and uh, we needed a wind switch. We went in there, waited till the end of the week, last day of the hunt, basically how you always draw it up, and uh, got a perfect opportunity, great footage, and uh, crosshairs, you know, put it perfectly on them. I had a scope camera going from Tacticam so we could oh, see yeah. that view. And somewhere between the Friday before when I shot my gun, you know, when I left for the hunt, and then when that happened, that somehow my muzzleloader bullet hit about six inches high and it knocked him off his feet and knocked him backwards onto the ground and gave him a little spine tingler. And I was uh, instantly reloading just in case, and, and he got up within 30 seconds and, and ran off. We trailed him for, you know, several hundred yards, and we ended up, you know, calling in uh dogs to help us track and just never did find him never found a body he's he's out there running around somewhere and it's really a testament to how strong these animals are it's unbelievable frankly i i mean you you would have had to see the percussion of the hit just the amount of energy that you know terminal velocity that the deer takes on and uh he was able to withstand it and and get up and run off 30 seconds later it was frankly mind-boggling so i mean what do you think happened do you think it was uh an obstruction in the way 
Um, do you think your, your rifle got off a little bit? I mean, there's a lot that went into it. And you made a decent shot. Like you said, it was filmed. You could see the impact. That deer went down. You flipped him over, man. Yeah, what, in mean, your opinion, what do you think happened? Well, I was it was a muzzleloader hunt, so it's an early season Kansas muzzleloader tag. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, anybody that's ever hunted with a muzzleloader knows that, it, it, you know, things can go wrong. It's not a rifle. With a rifle, he would have been, you know, he wouldn't have got up. Oh, but yeah. I think maybe, I don't think it was an obstruction because we had that scope cam. I mean, I was looking down, you know, kind of the view of where we shot, and I, I don't think it was that. We were in a ground blind, so it could have been something, but I, I frankly think maybe something, you know, the sabot got nicked or, yeah. you know, it was just weird how that bullet flew out of there and, and hit high. So anyways, I got, I got the gun still, obviously, so we gotta, we gotta shoot it, get back to the range and see what's going on and see if it was off, indeed off, or if it was just a fluke. Um, but like I said, we had shot it before we went out there just two days before I left and, and, uh, the gun was cased the whole time. So just weird stuff happens, but you know, that's one of those things where probably, I don't know that everybody would have shown that or talked about it, but that's just kind of how, you know, I, I don't know, I'm kind of open, an open book in that regard and, and, uh, stuff happens, you know, we did our best to try to recover the deer, as you can see from the shot, honestly, oh, yeah. it was about as good as you can make it, yeah. <laughs> but it just hit high. Yeah. I mean, what you were out there, you tracked him to like, what, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then even that we had to go home the next day after that, you know, woke up a couple hours later and had the eight hour drive home. The drive is shame, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, even after that, the landowner ended up getting a couple more tracking dogs and he kept searching again. So wow. we, we did our diligence, you know, we did our best. We just came up empty handed. It's unfortunate. I hate it for the deer more than anything. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one reason I want to bring this up is expectations versus reality and hunting. And I know in you guys's career, you know, jury, you guys are you're, you're the kings of the outdoors. You truly are. And you get a lot of comments and, and Hunting is hunting and nothing is perfect. And, you know, how many times since 1989, let's say, when I don't know if that's when Jury Outdoors was born or that's when Mark and Terry started uh, Jury Outdoors. But how many times has this happened? And it does happen and it is frustrating and it happens to even the best. But you know what? You move on. You figure out what was wrong. You educate yourself and you go to the next hunt and you can't take that with you. Yeah, that's right. You got to have a almost like a in baseball a closer's mentality. Yeah. Uh when something like that happens because I know I'm better than that. I know I can I can close a deal, but sometimes you just have a a monkey on your back or you're going through a bad uh stretch of luck and it happens. I mean, I I've uh I was prepared and you know, did everything I could leading into the hunt. That's the most important thing to make sure that you're prepared and You've anticipated all scenarios, and in that case, I I think we did. I hell, I was even reloading the gun before he, you know, as soon as yeah. he dropped. It just you never know with a muzzleloader, and uh, and sure enough, he caught up, and <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So on to the next one. I'm actually heading out uh, archery hunting here in Missouri uh, this afternoon, and oh, it will, it's the first hunt of the year here with a bow in hand, and so we're going to start that grind and. You know, and, and, uh, you gotta kinda forget and, you know, I'm, I'm waiting here from the landowner if something pops up and that deer shows back up, you know, then hopefully, um, he, he mentioned that with a muzzleloader tag, you have a chance to go back out with your muzzleloader during the rifle season. Really? uh, I gotta look into that a little bit more, but hopefully we'll get another crack at that same deer and try to, 
try to close the deal. Now, being October, I want to bring this up real quick. I have never seen anyone do such a spectacular job looking like Marv from Home Alone. Last Halloween, dude, your costume was epic, dude. Yeah, we put on a, uh, my mom actually puts on a, a big Halloween party every year. And um, all the families, all my cousins and, and their kids, we we each come up with a theme for your own family and you dress up as that theme and mine was home alone last year so i was marv and my wife was harry and <laughs> the, you know my son was kevin and uh my daughter was the bird lady so it was it was pretty funny but yeah i i uh went barefoot and everything had the crowbar and all <laughs> uh people have to hop online and check it out all right so on today's revolution we are talking all things jury 360 uh hanging out with matt jury the co-host winchester and jury's natural born on sportsman channel that is sundays 10 30 p.m eastern time also got to check out Just Shot Juries, now available on MOTV. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. We got to get to a break. We will return with Matt Jury. Before we do, though, man, to find out all things Drury, uh, DeerCast, everything you guys have going on, where can we find you all online? Also, the 100% Wild Podcast. Yeah, you know, you could always go to any of our social channels at Drury Outdoors or my specific channel uh, at Matt Drury 81 uh, or our YouTube channel Drury Outdoors Deercast of course the app uh, all of our content's in there except what's on the Outdoor channel of course yeah alright so we will return with Matt Drury right after this The Revolution with Jim and Trev is all dressed up for Halloween and ready to scare wait you guys are not dressed up a boy. Connect with the boys on social media and the brand new JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue next. The hunts are tough. The meat is tender. Getting back into places like this can break your body. Meat Eater. Stephen Rinella's outdoor masterpiece returns with an all-new season where epic adventures turn into epic feasts. Eventually, our work starts to pay off. The payoffs are delicious. Watch Meat Eater on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern and on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Jury 360 is on the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. All right, boys, let's do this. Now let's get back to Matthew Drury, co-host of Winchester and Drury's Natural Born on Sportsman Channel, Sundays 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and also of Just Shot Drury's, now available on My Outdoor TV, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. All right, folks, we're back. You're listening to The Revolution. This is Jury 360 on today's show, hanging out with Matt Jury, the co-host Winchester and Jury's Natural Board on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, got to hop on My Outdoor TV. Look for Just Shot Juries. It is so awesome. Now, it is October, man. And let's go back to, I think, what was it, 2018? 
you took an incredible buck. I think it was something like 171 and 6 eighths. That's right. Is that still today your biggest buck or not? It is. It was is a it? dream, and I'm still in the living in the dream, I think. <laughs> I may never kill one bigger than that. I know the last name says Drury, but uh, I'm not <laughs> in the same spots Mark and Terry are. <laughs> so. Now, was that in Missouri where you took them? That was. Yeah, that was. Yep, that was in northern Missouri, and it was my biggest deer ever. And it was, uh, it was an October hunt, late October, uh, just beautiful and the trees, you know, the leaves are changing colors. It was a beautiful high pressure morning. You know, all the, the leaves were yellow. It was just a beautiful setting, but, uh, I'm hoping to repeat it here soon. Yeah. Now you got to tell us this story, man, because I think it is so awesome. You took this incredible buck for one, but there was a lot of hiccups along the way with your equipment. What happened? I guess we have a theme with this show, right? <laughs> you're really bringing up, you're really digging up all the dirt here. Well, you got to, man. Yeah. So <laughs> I was on this particular day. I was in, I was in this tree stand. It was on a, a little, um, logging trail that we actually call Matt's killing tree because I've had a lot of luck on this, on this logging road before. Yeah. And, uh, so we're sitting there. We sat there all morning. You know, it was probably. Uh, it was probably closing in on 10 o'clock and we'd maybe seen a deer or two, you know, throughout the whole morning and, and it was getting really slow. It'd been maybe an hour before we had seen our last year, you know, a doe going back to bed. And I thought, you know, it's, it's probably time. Let's get down. Let's go back to camp, get something to eat. You know, we'll, we'll go to camp for a couple hours and head back out for the afternoon hunt. So I, I lower my, but we get all of our equipment. We're in two separate trees, the, the camera guy and myself. And we, I started lowering my bow. And I look out down the logging road, down the way, and I see a buck. Mm. And, and I tell the camera guy, I'm like, oh, there's a buck, you know. And so I kind of stop what I'm doing. And then I saw another buck. And then I saw a third buck. And each one got bigger and bigger. And I, <laughs> so I start, I mean, I'm warp speed trying to pull my bow back up. Luckily, it was still on the, you know, on the the line. And I'm pulling it back up into the tree, getting my backpack back off, getting my binoculars out, my rangefinder out getting an arrow back onto my string. Mm. So all of this I'm doing in haste. I'm doing it very fast, you know, yeah. trying to, and quiet, you know, trying to get everything settled. And these deer are going back to bed, but they're eating acorns. So they're slowly kind of meandering through the timber, back and forth, kind of no real pattern to the route they're going. And uh, so we get settled, and they're coming our way. And the first buck kind of walks kind of in front of us. The second buck decides to go the logging road behind us. And then the third buck, the biggest buck, who we who we knew because I had an encounter with him the week before, was a deer we call gnarly. And so we're laser focused on him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put my release aid back onto my bowstring, and I put a little bit of tension on that bowstring. And as soon as I did, the arrow popped off. And <laughs> in that haste, oh, I yeah. didn't knock it fully onto that string. Yeah. And so the arrow kind of popped off and fell to the ground. And, you know, and of course it's panic and, you know, I, I guess a calm panic, but it's still, you know, in my mind, I'm like, crap, here we go. So <laughs> I, I knock another arrow, fully knock it this time. And sure enough, the biggest deer, gnarly, he was kind of working his way kind of away from us, in front of us, but away. Yeah. And when that arrow fell, I don't know if he thought it was an acorn or what, I don't know, but he kind of starts walking towards us and he got within seven steps of my tree. Oh. And uh, I waited till I got a broadside shot and I uh released the arrow and and hit him right there in the heart and he runs, you know, runs off and camera guys on him and it was it was a special moment for us, for sure. Now, what is that like? Does that put 
extra pressure on you, Matt. You know, Terry's your dad, Mark. These are guys, I mean, true legends in the outdoors. What they have done uh, for the outdoor community in the knowledge, experience, conservation they have brought it's been phenomenal. You really can't put it into words. Does that ever put pressure on you as a hunter making your own name in the outdoors? Does that put a lot of pressure on you? Uh, it's not as much making my own name. It's as much living up to my last name. Yeah. And that there is a little bit of pressure there. Not that Mark and Terry ever put it there, but it's just a personal pressure. And of course, you know, I know, you know, probably what people watching would think like, Oh, you're a jury and you get to hunt all the best spots and all that stuff. So that, that plays into it. We get great equipment. We have great partners. You know, I understand all that and, and I'm cognizant of it, but at the end of the day, I'm still trying to make my own way and, and make my own forge my own path. And, um, so, you know, I think as I, you know, of course we have the podcast and that's a show that I host and, and we kind of go through the trials and tribulations and, and you get a, if you listen or watch it, you know, you can tell like, I'm not Mark, I'm not definitely not Terry. And it's, uh, it's, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm learning as I go. So all that great info that they have, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to learn it and trying to put those practices into, you know, put, put the things that they're teaching into practice and, um, you know, sometimes I succeed and sometimes I fail, but <laughs> you're along with me for the whole way and I don't really sugarcoat it either. And, and so I know I'm not some great white hunter, you know, I, I know that I got a lot to learn, and, <laughs> um, you know, but I think I have learned a lot over the years and, and the negatives or the little things that happen along the way have actually helped me understand the sport of hunting or, you know, why, you know, I need to do certain things to be better. And so hopefully, you know, I just keep adding those bricks on the foundation. And some point here, I have a, you know, I got a two-story house <laughs> at the end of it, hopefully. <laughs> well, I think that's great. And there's a lot of misconceptions. You know, I mean, when when you raise a child, obviously, as an adult where you're at in life, hopefully you have done well for yourself and you have a lot of pleasures in life. Well, if you just hand those to your children, um, they don't learn to appreciate things. And it's the same way in business or in hunting. You have to find your own way. And like you said, just because your name is Jury doesn't mean you get the hot spots, doesn't mean you get all the equipment, uh, and you probably wouldn't want it that way. I mean, you want to work for it. That's how you, all those experiences, like you said, build to be a better person, to be a better hunter, to be a better conservationist, and those trials and tribulations are what's really going to help you uh, moving forward. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when I first graduated college and, and came back and started working for these guys, I you know, full time, I, I didn't even hunt for the first couple of years and was always a camera guy or always in the studio and editing and, and then finally started hunting. And I, and I did hunt a lot with dad at his farm. You know, I just didn't have anywhere else to go, obviously. And, and I love those times I got to spend with him through that period. It was probably a good 10 years or so of hunting at his place and going up for, you know, going up for late October and it's special, but in the last seven or eight years, you know, I've hunted primarily on my own spots, leases, you know, uh, around the St. Louis area. And, and basically once I got married and, and had a, a family of my own, I wanted to be home at night, you know, I wanted to make sure I got home at night. So I tried to find places closer to home and, and it made the hunting a lot more difficult. I mean, it's, there's no doubt that those guys, when I would go to hunt with dad, it was almost like hunting with an outfitter because 
course, he and Forrest, the guys that work with him there, they, they did all the work. They were doing all the work. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, hey, why don't you sit here or here? I didn't have much of a say. I didn't really know much of a history of the deer. And, uh, and that was okay. I was learning a lot from them when I was hunting with them. And then it was like, all right, it's time to try to put some of these tactics into practice on my own and, and hunting my own spots. And it, it's been tremendously hard, you know, and, yeah. but I've learned way more in the last seven or eight years than I did the first 10 probably. And it's because I'm doing it on my own. I have to practice what they preach, you know, and I'm trying to put these tactics into place. And, and so I'm a disciple of the way they hunt. Um, uh, but, uh, much like a lot of the viewers probably are, but you know, I'm, I'm figuring it out on my own now. And that, that's, there's, there's, you cannot replace that, um, boots on the ground knowledge of doing it yourself. You just cannot, you can't skip that step. Yeah. All right. So we're hanging out with Matt Drury, the co-host Winchester and Drury's natural born on sportsman channel. That is Sundays, 10 30 PM Eastern time. Also just shot. We're going to get into that after the break. Just shot Drury's now available on uh, MOTV, but this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Gotta get to a break again, Matt. Uh, before we do, where can we find you guys online? Yeah, you can find us at uh, DrewyOutdoors.com or DeerCast.com and of course any of the social media platforms at Drury Outdoors. Alright, we'll return part three with Matt Drury right after this. This Halloween, make sure you trick-or-treat at the all-new JimandTrav.com. Show archives, Jim's blog, Trav's take, buy or bust, expert advice, it's all there. JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The revolution will continue next. The beauty of the Aleutian Islands are rivaled only by their danger. This is Bush, Alaska, and stuff out here will kill you. No one knows that more than the people who call them home. 600 miles from the nearest town or road. Meet the fearless trailblazers who live off the grid. If it snaps, it's going to kill somebody. And fight to survive in some of the harshest conditions on Earth. Kind of feel your heart race a little bit. Life on the Edge. All new Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with, with, with Drury 360. The very concept is unimaginable. Now let's rejoin the boys and Matthew Drury, co-host of Winchester and Drury's Natural Born on Sportsman Channel, Sundays 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and also of Just Shot, Drury's, now available on My Outdoor TV. Brought to you by Pendleton Ammunition. Hand-loaded one round at a time and shipped directly to your doorstep. Find them online at PendletonAmmunition.com. Here's part three. We're talking Jury 360 on today's Revolution Hanging Out. Matt Jury, co-host, Winchester and Jury's Natural Board Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, this is what we're going to get into. Just Shot Jury's now available on a My Outdoor TV. Got to tell us, man, Just Shot, what are we looking at? Is this like the 13 phases that you guys have come out with? What is Just Shot? Yeah, so uh, about three years ago, three seasons ago, we decided to, you know, we've had our YouTube channel, obviously, since probably 2010. So yeah. we've been doing content on YouTube for a long time. But about three years ago, we switched to a semi-live edit, meaning if Mark kills a deer tonight, today, you know, whatever, he will edit that and put it up 
on our channel, YouTube, on DeerCast, and on MOTV now. Uh, and I'm going back on how this started a few years. But we would put it on YouTube and DeerCast, and it within three, four days of when he killed it. So it's kind of a semi-live feel, and it made you feel in the now. And it's the same content that we would end up editing and kind of editing for 13, the TV show. Uh, and we went to the guys over at MOTV and said, hey, you know, this. I think this is really the future here. Uh, it's not taking anything away from television. It's still vitally important. There's still a big audience over there. But there's also an audience of people that want to get their content in the now and don't necessarily have the cable show anymore. So we need to, you know, we need to supply this to those people as well. And, you know, MOTV are very, the guys over there are very forward thinkers and they got it right away. And they said, yep, let's do a test of it. So we did a test of it maybe two years ago now and uh, it did really well. And so last year was the first year where they actually started having a semi-live, what they call just shot uh, tab uh, uh, content uh, there in MOTV. And uh, we were really the first to start supplying them content as we went through the season. And it, it became really, really popular for them. So uh, we're continuing that on again this year. And uh, like you were saying, just shot is what they label it. But really, we call it deer season 23, oh. deer season. You know, that's that's what everybody kind of thinks of when we get into this time of year. Uh, so we're uh, we're excited to put out some great content and Mark and Terry and all the jury crew as we as we hunt and as we have some success in the field, we're going to edit it and put it out there for uh, the viewing audience to see right away. I wonder if a lot of people understand. Let's say you're going to film 13 or when you're doing, you know, dream season or Winchester and Jury's Natural Born. Let's say you're going to go on a hunt. Well, if it's going to film or air this year, you filmed it in 22, right? Correct. And then if you're going to incorporate products, something new from Loophole, you know, a new bow, a new rifle, whatever it may be, this has to stay under wraps. And you're doing all of this work a year in advance. And that's got to be tough in the anticipation and the planning. There's a lot that goes into that, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's we're in a different world now than what we were 10 years ago, five years ago even. And so people expect that content in the now. And um, those that adapted to it early have seen a lot of success uh, in the digital stratosphere. And those who are just now kind of coming to it, they're late to the game. Yeah. And uh, so this gives us the best of both worlds. And what I liken it to back in the day, we used to have our VHS slash DVD titles. That's yeah. what Jury Outdoors was known for back in the day before kind of TV. And then we got into the television world and we were still creating our DVD titles, like a two and a half hour title. And then we'd re-edit it for television. And then it got to a point somewhere in the middle there where it was, we would edit it for television and then re-edit it for YouTube. Oh, wow. Well, we've flipped again. You know, it's, it's, you just, you're keeping up with viewing habits of the audience. And so now the viewing habit is, hey, they expect to see it on social media, on digital media, on these apps, and they expect to see it right away. So that's what we're doing in the Just Shot content, Deer Season 23, and then ultimately it hits television a year later, and and really it hits a whole different audience. Well, is it is that kind of hard to believe that – when did you guys kick this off? Was it 1989, kind of when Jury Outdoors was born? Yeah, Mark and Terry back in 88 started hunting. Their first hunts were in the Ozark Mar Mountains, uh, public land hunting there, mostly turkey hunting. And it took them a couple years. They pumped out 
two titles, uh, King of the Spring and Sound of the Spring in 1989. Yeah. And then somewhere in the early 90s, they started producing whitetail titles and noticed that, you know, the market obviously for deer hunting was way larger than turkey hunting. And, and, uh, and then we were off and running. Well, it, it's hard to believe that. And I read this title. I love it. The year was 1989. The Berlin Wall had just fallen. Cheers was playing on televisions across homes in America. And Mark and Terry Drury founded Drury Outdoors. Think of the evolution that has happened since 1989. And you guys have always been on the cusp of uh, just awesome technology and viewership and everything that you guys bring to the table in conservation. There has to be a lot of forward thinking, like you were saying, to keep up with everything and to keep growing. I mean, you, you guys really have to sit down in outside of I think hunting is such a small part of what you guys do. It takes a lot of thinking and manpower to get done and to stay ahead of the curve. It does. And and I credit Mark and Terry with a lot of that, you know, and, and uh forward thinking and always trying to stay in front. Mark specifically, you know, always driving to be a leader in the industry and 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 you know, even with like DeerCast when we launched the app uh that kind of helps predict gear movement for your location and now we have mapping in there and you know we sat down and back in 2016 and said all right what's next you know social media at the time it just kind of it was it felt like hey at any minute they could and because we hunt we could get kind of blocked out of our own pages and didn't seem right and what was the solution for that and I was like well in my mind the only solution was to kind of control your own destiny but there had to be a hook, right? There had to be something that people, it couldn't just be content because you can get content everywhere. It had to be something that helped educate people, which was always Drury Outdoors, um, you know, magic special sauce, so to speak. It was information. It was education. And so we took kind of the same general guiding principles of, of why we created the show 13 and the 13 phases. And we took it a step further. We, added technology, which was finally kind of caught up to where Mark and Terry's thoughts were on deer movement, and we meshed the two together. Mm. And that was another big area for us to continue to to advance and, and be out in the forefront. And still to this day, I mean, none of our what would be considered um, competitors within our space, producers, no one really went that far or to that kind of a step to try to make sure their future was secure. Uh, once again, hanging out with Matt Jury, the co-host Winchester and Jury's Natural Born Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also check out Just Shot Jury's, now available on MOTV. This has been brought to you by Pendleton Ammunition, hand-loaded one round at a time and shipped directly to your doorstep. Find them online at PendletonAmmunition.com. Got to get to a break. We will return part four with Matt Jury right after this. Before we do, again, man, your socials, website, 100% Wild Podcast, where can we find it online? Yeah, you can find the podcast, obviously, anywhere you know you listen to your podcast, but you could also find a video version on uh, YouTube, the Dre Outdoors YouTube channel, on DeerCast the app, or even a few select episodes over on the MOTV app. All right, we'll return with Matt Drury right after this. Travis's beard holds ancient secrets of the outdoors. And some venison jerky, too. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will continue right after these messages. 
for the dedicated American hunter, it's going to be a record year. And now's the time to prep for the ultimate season. So go to ultimateseason.com for the ultimate buyer's guide of new hunting products, fresh content from industry experts, entertaining and educational videos, and proven tips and tactics you can employ in the field. Wow! It's going to be a record year. So get geared up now at ultimateseason.com. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on with Drury 360. Now, once again, here's Matthew Drury, co-host of Winchester and Drury's Natural Born on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1030 p.m. Eastern, and also of Just Shot, Drury's, now available on My Outdoor TV. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Part 4 starts right now. Yeah, we're back hanging out with Matt Jury, the co-host, Winchester and Jury's Natural Board, Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, also just shot, now available on MOTV. Check out what's happening almost like live, uh, the 23 deer season, all things Jury. Now, DeerCast, what an incredible app. We kind of got into that uh, before the break. When I download DeerCast, okay, I'm here in Kansas. Let's say I have a buddy in Michigan, someone in Texas, all right? We're all using DeerCast. Is it applicable specific to the region we're in? How does that happen? Yeah, so when we created it there, we broke it down state to state. Did you? And even there are some states, like down south, where the rut is so different, like Florida or Alabama, where there's so many different times that the rut's applicable down there. So what we did is we went through, and again, we kind of went back to the principles of the 13 phases, said, all right, when is uh, lockdown? When is peak lockdown? So for instance, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, typically you're roughly around November 14th is the general time frame. And the algorithm that predicts deer movement, it's broke down into 13 phases, all right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in Michigan or you're, say, out east, you're in PA, and the the peak uh, lockdown, peak estrus, is a little bit different, maybe it's towards the end of November. Like, we tried to account for that the very first year we created DeerCast, and so there's presets for our peak estrus date. So, like I said, in the Midwest, it's kind of November 14th, but if you're in these other areas we've preset it as a different date. And you can actually go into your settings for your location and change peak estrus if you know, like, hey, no, uh, I'm in Kansas. They have it as, as the 14th, but I'm western Kansas, and it's actually more like the 12th or what a, whatever the date may be. Yeah. You can switch that. And what that does is it slides the, fir- the scale of the 13 phases. It slides it either direction, whichever way uh, peak estrus should line up. And then our tactics for those phases would line up for your area. And of course, you know, it, it's very Midwest heavy in how it's based, like food source and, and those types of things. But deer movement, no matter where they are, one thing we've noticed are there are certain weather variables that really get deer up on their feet and get them moving. And so, you know, the tactics might be Midwest driven, but the general movement predictor of getting a, why a deer is up on its feet 
and what, what affected them to get on his feet, the, that's pretty much the same everywhere you hunt. And so what, what the algorithm is really dialed into is mature bucks. And so you might say, Hey, I had a, an okay rating or a, a good rating. And, you know, I saw a ton of deer. I saw a bunch of deer, but, but I only saw like one or two mature bucks. I mean, that's what we're really trying to dial in on. What really makes mature bucks, older bucks get up on their feet and move. And that this algorithm that Mark and Terry kind of dialed in and, and created uh, is, is there as a general guiding tool to help you understand more or less when deer should be moving and, and if it's a great day or if it's a poor day. Now, we're moving into phase three. It's October and the October lull. You know, a lot of people say that deer are unpredictable, but not as much as you would think. And this is kind of like one of the reasons you guys like the October lull, correct? Yeah, we've had a lot of, Mark and Terry have killed some of their biggest deer in this period. And so we're actually, phase three, like you said, is about mid-October, what they call the October lull. But if you have a big, big mature buck, this is one of your best chances to kill them because they're still pretty predictable. If you have them patterned, they're still going to stick with that pattern. But if you move into that next phase, that's when they start getting a little more unpredictable because they start, they start roaming a little bit more and they start looking for that first available doe. But uh, here, this phase, they're still pretty predictable if you have them patterned. Yeah. Now, what you guys have done with DeerCast and your different shows um, you know, one of my favorites was King of the Spring. I thought it was so spectacular, uh, groundbreaking, a lot of fun. But what you guys have done is built like a community, a family. You know, when you follow juries and you you really become a part of the entire jury team. And I don't think anyone else in the outdoor realm has done what you guys have you know you took you know these are my followers these are my viewers these are my listeners and you guys made them a part of what you're doing um and it's phenomenal what you guys have done yeah it's mark and terry have always said it's not about us it's about them yeah about it's not about us it's about the deer it's not about us it's not egonomics it's you know it's you gotta be um we're mark and terry are you know, they've always shown the highs and the lows and we've had plenty of lows. And I think <laughs> that that's one thing they've never let the ego get in the way of, you know, Hey, like I screwed up like my Kansas hunt, you know, like, Hey, yeah. it is, it happened. It is what it is. I, I couldn't have done anything different. I had everything prepared and, and ready and a good shot and, and stuff happens. You know what I mean? I think that's what makes, you know, we've shown plenty of Terry mess ups over the years and misses and, People can relate to that. Not everybody's a dead, you know, dead eye. Not everybody's just a killer. You know, some people just, you know, what can go wrong does go wrong for them. And, and, you know, they need someone to relate to as well. We can't all be Mark Drury's and Lee Lakoski's and, you know, and all these greats, Mike Waddell's. There, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of Terry and Matt Drury's out there as well. Now, what is that like constantly being, uh, in the public eye? Everything you do is scrutinized and social media is brutal. And personally, I hate it. Um, you know, everyone's a keyboard warrior. What is that like, man? Yeah, it can be, uh, Joe Rogan once said, you got to post and ghost. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite do that, but you do have to be able to, um, to, to have a short-term memory. Again, that closer mentality and it, it's tough. I mean, it can be tough. You know, I think expectations are you're this, 
you should be better at this than you are. And not everybody, you know, you're human, you know, you do make mistakes and, and things do happen. And we try to, the biggest thing we try to do is make sure we're ethical. We're, we're stewards of the, the land. We're gamekeepers. Those are guiding principles. And if we continue to let that guide our ideas, guide our uh, decisions, I think we'll be all right. Ultimately, I think we'll make the right call nine times out of ten. Does sometimes do we slip up or do we make a, a, a bad judgment call or things do happen? Yes. But by and large, I think, um, ultimately majority of people that, that follow us would say, Hey, these guys do it the right way. And, and it's more because of our upbringing than anything. Mark and Terry's parents, my grandparents, that's family and what you just touched on is feeling like you're part of the family. That's not by mistake. I mean, that's by design. That's how we grew up and that's how we make our team members feel and hopefully our audience feel. And um, that's just part of it. Yeah, once again, hanging out with Matt Drury, the co-host Winchester and Drury's Natural Board Sports Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, just shot on My Outdoor TV. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out today, YamahaMotorsports.com. We will return with the fifth and final part with Matt Drury right after this. Before we do, Matt, where can we find you online? Yeah, you can find us, uh, of course, on any social media platform at Drury. Outdoors. You can find me at MattDury81 or DeerCat.com. All right, the fifth final part with Matt right after this. Stay up to date with all things outdoors with JimandTrav.com. Get online. And if it gets too rough for you, the safe word is vanilla pudding. Great. Now I'm hungry. The revolution will continue next. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Drury 360. Once again, here's Matthew Drury, co-host of Winchester and Drury's Natural Born on Sportsman Channel, Sundays 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and also of Just Shot, Drury's, now available on My Outdoor TV. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here are the boys with part five. Welcome back, folks. It is the fifth and final part with the great Matt Drury talking Drury 360, all things Drury Outdoors on today's show. Make sure you watch, though, Winchester and Drury's National Board on Sportsman Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, just shot. You can see, watch what's happening currently in the 23 deer season on My Outdoor TV. Now, did you originally set out like you were going to take the career path you have taken did you have other, you know, ambitions in life? Was this what you originally wanted to do? Uh, not really. I didn't know. Obviously, most kids don't. I, I, what I didn't realize is they had kind of set me down this path, or mo- most specifically Terry. Uh, I was working on what, what they call EDLs, edit decision lists, back when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old, yeah. helping dad log tapes. And <laughs> this is when they were in the beginning stages and, yeah. you know, and they needed the help and, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't any kind of money coming in, you know, to the company. I mean, it's one of those deals where they all had other jobs, you know, this is their second job, a part-time thing. And so what I came to realize later in life, I went to school and I thought maybe I'd be a graphic designer. I had that uh, somewhat artistic abilities and, and then as I got into some of my electives, I realized I had a leg up on the other students when it came to production, when it came to editing specifically and understanding when you needed to make a cut, uh, a fade, a transition. Uh, those are things I learned 
from an early age. And so they kind of set me down that path. Well, once I got further along, and I, and I always worked for them. I always worked for them every break, every summer break, winter break, spring break. I always came back and worked for Drury Outdoors. And so um, I, I definitely knew it was something I had an ability for. I always felt like I was going to go do something more mainstream. But uh, when I got through my last semester, Mark offered me a position and, uh, you know, I thought, hey, let's let's try this out while I get my feet wet. And, and then I never looked back and never, never went another way. And it wasn't long after that. I, you know, maybe within a few years, I really took a, an ownership in in what we were doing and, and a love for it. And, um, you know, just I took on any role that they would need help with. I tried to take I tried to take on whether it was a website or teammates or partners, uh, not just editing and production. And, and uh before I knew it, I was so entr- entrenched in everything we did. You know, it was almost like I couldn't get out. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it became it became a love and a passion at, at that point. Do you ever sit there and think, my God, this is what I get to do for a living and it makes it worth it at the end of the day. Do you ever think that? Uh, no doubt. I, I, the freedom of, you know, quote unquote, working for yourself is, is that's a, it's, there's freedom there, but there's also a stress that comes with it. You know, there's a lot, we have 26 employees and wow. there's a lot of families that depend on decisions Mark and Terry and myself are making. And so there's, um, you know, there's, there's a seriousness and all of that. Uh, there, there's a lot of benefits though. There's a lot of pluses. And I think the neater side of it, like at the end of the day, I'm mostly in the office. I mean, I, we, you know, Mark and Terry are the ones that are, people are getting information from and, <laughs> and people are, you know, seeking out content for, not really Matt, but uh, I'm here in the studio, you know, not, I am basically eight to five. But that being said, when hunting season comes around, I have the freedom to go hunt when a cold front comes in and leave the office at one or whatever if I need to. And so that, in that respect, it is nice. But one thing you I think of often as I don't have a hobby and my hobby is what most people's hobby is my profession. Yeah. And, um, that, that's a little bit different. You know, I wish you could sometimes enjoy it a little bit more because there is some pressure that comes along with doing this for a living. All right. Once again, hanging out with Matt Drury, the co-host Winchester and Drury's natural born sportsman channel Sundays, 10 30 PM Eastern time. Also just shot my outdoor TV. This has been brought to you by high mount seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine. Get something down this year, make sure you hop on there, get some seasonings for it to prepare a delicious meal for your friends, family, anyone you want. Matt, again, where can we find you guys online? Yeah, you can find us on any social media platform at Drury Outdoors. You can find me at MattDrury81, or you could go to DeerCast.com. All right, stick around, folks. We'll wrap the show right after this. We ain't pretty, we don't smell nice We shot a white tail once or twice But if you don't care, then we don't care So wave your flag and your guns up in the air Let's go! Stick around, the revolution will return Right after these messages Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. 
find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. Chocolate lovers, Michael Horn here along with J.D. Jeremy Dayton. We've got a special offer for them if they love chocolate. Am I right, J.D.? Oh, yeah. Go to vinedabar.com and put in the code CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order. Now, here's the thing. Vine to Bar chocolate is dark chocolate mixed in with the Chardonnay mark. That's the skins of the Chardonnay. So you get all the health benefits of the wine, the health benefits of the dark chocolate, and you get some very delicious chocolate with Himalayan salt, so many great different varieties. But you have to go to the website. It's vinetobar.com, and the code is CHOCOLATE20. You like chocolate, J.D., am I right? Oh, I like me some chocolate too much. Yes. Too much. Go to vinetobar.com and put in CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order. Again, vinetobar, V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com, the code CHOCOLATE, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E, 20. Vine to bar chocolate, chocolate 20. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. What a fantastic time we had with Matt Drury talking all things Drury 360. Make sure you watch again. Uh, Winchester Jury Snatch Board Sportsman Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, Just Shot, My Outdoor TV. Thanks so much, buddy, for uh, coming on the show today. Hey, I appreciate you, and uh, you guys have always been great to us. We really thank you for the time today. All right, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you hop on JimandTrav.com. Listen to previous interviews in our archives. Thanks to our partners. Get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you and hammer home firearm safety. For me and Matt Jury, we say thanks for listening. We'll return next week uh, with Michael Waddell. Thanks for listening.